Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast, presenting the very best recorded panels and seminars about game design and publishing. These panels have been made possible thanks to the kind contributions of the panel speakers at Metatopia 2023. Episode 359, How to Be a Great Playtester, presented by Cat Miller and Kurt Covert. Wanting to be part of it. So, yeah. 
Any thoughts on that topic first? No. Uh, the fact that so many people come to SpaceX games that aren't um, ready. Um, the one I just came from um, hasn't. That was the first non kitchen table playset of that game. This first one in public that wasn't just two people who know each other sitting down in front of desks. Yeah. So um, that people volunteer to go through this is uh, is amazing. Thank you all. So game design is an iterative process. Um, it is something that evolves over time. And every time you have a play test, you are learning things about your game. So um, therefore, showing it to people at its various stages provides different levels of input. And designers are usually looking for different things out of that play test. It's usually good to understand like what stage of the game it's currently in. Um, yep, come on in. Um, so, um, because a game might be like fresh off of their kitchen table, like yours was today, and they're like putting it in front of people really for the first time that don't know them. That's a very different playtest than something like that's a beta playtest where. I really feel like this is clicking on all cylinders, and now I'm looking to break it so that I can find the problems and correct them before this actually goes out into the marketplace. And as much as we try to fix everything before that happens, games inevitably go out with still some holes. But we want to try to plug every single one of them that we can, and that's the importance of this show. But understanding from the designer, like, where the design is in its uh, in its current state will help you gauge your feedback. Um, if this is the first time it's going to a table outside of their kitchen table, well, you're going to be more forgiving with the design. You know, your comments are probably going to be a little bit more broad on like the experience of the game. You know, what what do I love about this game, and what are the opportunities that you know. I didn't feel like I was really in that experience, or like, you know, however that, that comment comes out. But understand that it's, you know, making uh, comments about the, the specific artwork or the layout of the card, it might be early for that right now. Whereas in a beta test, the layout of the card causes confusion, could be a really valid piece of feedback. Um, so understanding where it is in the, its, uh, its life cycle is really important. And then also, um, if the designer hasn't told you, um, you might even say, well, is there anything specific you're testing? And then you can say, well, you know, I really just like, like you to see, you know, how it is and I'll just observe and, you know, see how it goes. Or they might say, well, you know what, there is this or that mechanic that we really are focusing on. Um, we feel like it's pretty tight, but we'd love to get input on this aspect. Um, so that kind of sets the, the table. Hopefully you guys are all talking to each other. Um, you know, you're going to want to be very honest that they're here to get the honesty, um, that they can't get that from their friends and family because no one wants to tell them their baby's ugly, right? Um, but at the same time, we don't want to. We're all humans here, too. So um, your feedback, um, it still has to be human. This is a creative process, and it's it's easy 
for especially first and second time designers to, to take a little bit more personally than, than it necessarily should. But understand that, you know, that's the creative process. Um, so uh, I think there, there are ways that we can kind of help mitigate that. I think it's always important to ask, especially um, especially at Metatopia when you sit down at a game. And one of the first things you should ask when you get an opportunity to do is, what are you protesting for? Because um, having read the title and the description of the game, you come in with expectations, and the designer may not be interested in um, playtesting that. I was just in a role-playing game where the role-playing aspect of it wasn't what they were playtesting. They really wanted to playtest how the dice mechanics work. Mm. So somebody else who had fun because they had read stuff, oh, this is a role-playing game, I'm going to be able to role-play, and they were a little frustrated. And even though it was, um, even though it was spoken that, okay, this, these mechanics are really what I want to see. If this is fun, if this works, if it's understandable, if that's what they wanted to know, um, that person couldn't get past the fact that there's, but there was no role playing in the role playing, right? Yeah. So knowing what it is that the designer is is looking for in the play test, and setting your expectations to, even though this is this type of game, I'm really going to be focusing on this specific thing. Because it doesn't matter about the rest of the stuff. This designer really just wants my input. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one of the first things. Is also, um, as an aside, knowing what you enjoy in games and going to those kinds of playtests, that's where you're going to give better feedback mm -hmm. because those are the games that you play the most. So, I mean, it's always good to try something different, but it's also going to be understandable if you don't understand the concepts that people are talking about in these particular games, because these are not games that you normally play. Mm -hmm. I hate trick-taking games, and therefore, me testing your trick-taking game is not going to give you the input that's going to be most valuable. So yes, if, you, if, if there is a particular mechanic that you just love, probably you're not going to be able to provide the feedback that is really going to be that's helpful in that environment. And quite honestly, if you find yourself in that situation, you can either, one, excuse yourself, or you can say, hey, I really want to try the game, but understand that this is usually not the kind of thing that I, I love, um, but take the, take my, my input with a good salt there for um, That can be very helpful. Uh, understanding who your playtesters are uh, what kind of games they typically play, that that can uh, color, um, you know, as I'm taking notes about like you know, how how to weight your opinions, um, knowing your background and what what you respond with. Like you know, I would always couch anything where I have a bias or I have a love of a particular type of game. Say you know, listen, I absolutely love these kind of games, and either a this is measuring up to that expectation or. I love that kind of game, but here's kind of what I feel like might be missing from that experience that I, I usually love. Um, and again, I'm, I'm just going to come back to it one more time. Uh, the, the the human factor is is really not to be understated, um, and uh, some people have thicker skins than others. So what I typically do uh, anytime I am pitched a game, 
is I um, will provide very honest feedback. I don't pull any punches with my feedback, but I understand my audience is a human, and therefore I usually do a compliment sandwich. So I want to highlight first something that I appreciated about the design. It could be thematic, it could be art, it, it, it doesn't matter what it is. But there was some aspect that I was like, you know what, that was cool, I liked that. Here's one thing though that you know was working less well for me. And I don't know if it's the mechanic, I don't know if it was the rules that I didn't really understand well enough. I don't know if there needs to be a player aid, but this aspect of the game wasn't working the way either I thought or it would cause frustration or you know, whatever your feelings are about it, tell them exactly what you experienced. And if you can, why do you think you've been able to experience it that way? Um, sometimes you just won't know. You'd be like, well, this just doesn't, you know. Uh, now, then I also, some, you know, I'll, I'll also have a button at the end, so, you know, I'll say, you know, but again, I, you know, this other thing I thought was terrific. Don't lose that because that's part of the magic of the game. So, you're getting all the feedback that you really need to so that they can make iterative and important changes in the game. Um, and usually it's not just your comment that will make that change. Usually, if they get the same feedback from multiple people in multiple sessions, they'll say, oh, that's just not a personal opinion. That's a problem I need to look at. Um, because, you know, designers can get lots of feedback from lots of and when you see the trends, that's when you really take action. But all the input that you give is part of seeing that trend. So, yeah. Yes. Um, there are, are, are a number of, of ways to give feedback, like um, the roses and thorns, um, stars and wishes, where you know you're, you're balancing um, positive things that you tell about the game with the negative things. Um, the one thing I like most about what's the, the compliment sandwich is that um, it starts the designer off hearing something positive, so now they're more open to whatever you have to say. And then you can be honest with the feedback about the negative, but then you're leaving them with something positive, which still makes them feel better about what they just heard. So they're not shut down. If you're going to hear negative after negative after negative and you're going to as a designer this is like while you're playtesting it can get to the point where you stop hearing and so then you know you're just sh you're just sh shutting down from all of the negativity you're not able to actually hear the points that you need to make changes so it's it's an important how you're presenting the critique because the other designers but that's um, we're all just people. So they're eager to hear your feedback, but um, I myself have a problem because I identify as a problem solver. I love doing play tests, and immediately I start picking out the different problem areas, and I'm going to share that immediately, which is another reason why the confidence sandwich works for me because it forces me to stop and think about a positive thing first. Otherwise, I will just begin the flow of what this 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 is working great. And uh, you know, like if you're if you're that kind of person, 
you kind of need to stop and also think about where the good points were so that you can give that, you know, emphasize those as well. Um, and uh, I've, I've noticed from both playtesting and from being other playtests, a lot, a lot of people get stuck with the whole, here are all the negative things and never tell a positive thing. So um, positive points are, are very important to emphasize. Um, it can be demoralizing to uh, to be a game designer, um, even though that's why they come here and this is what they want. Okay. Invariably, we believe our games are further along than they probably are. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I also really recommend that when you when you go to a play test, um, have a scratch pad, have a pen. Um, I think there is a real value in a spontaneous reaction. And quite honestly, if you have a spontaneous reaction, which is, oh my god, I love this thing, feel free to share that. That is That kind of feedback is great for them to hear. At the same time, you know, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I do not understand that there's, this is not clicking. Can you explain that again? That is also really valuable in the moment. Sometimes though, you're going to have something that is kind of a longer form thought. It's not a confusion point about the rules. It's like, oh, I wanna talk about this potential gap that I see, this opportunity that I see. It may derail the play test for you to talk about that right now. If you have a pad, write down at least a the quick thumbnail of what you want to say as a reminder to then say it at the end of the playlist. There's going to be, if they do it right, 45 minutes to an hour to talk after the test. Those big long forms, jot them down and then save them for the end. Anything that is not going to slow down the game, but is like a either help you get through the play test or just showcase your excitement for something, that do right away. I want to add that uh, many game designers will be giving you uh, sheets that have like the rules on them or in the case of um, role-playing games, character sheets. Uh, whenever they give you a piece of paper, um, use that paper, put your name on it and be able to hand it back because you can take your notes immediately on the stuff that's there and then you also have a, a memory for when the time to critique is over. Oh, okay, here's here's what you know. Um, if you if they don't provide anything, and you do have a, a I, I have a small uh, notebook with me. I always take a picture and then hand what I've written to the um, game designer because I mean, with modern you know, with, with technology, we we have the ability to like keep our stuff and give it away. So. Um, I find that that's very helpful um, and, and having, you know, if you have three play tests this weekend, you're going to forget what was in the first play test by the last play test. So if you give them your notes written, then later on when they get home and they start collecting everything that they've had so they can redraft, your notes are going to be there for them. Otherwise, they, you just have to rely on their memory. And anybody relying on my memory. <laughs> um, very often, designers, especially first-time designers, will hand out <coughs> feedback for them, um, so that they can 
captured and not miss any of your important things. We as humans feel like we have to be complete. <laughs> Sometimes their forms might say, what did you like the best? What did you like the least? Like, Sometimes they'll really lead you. Be mindful in that moment. It's not necessary to complete every aspect of the form if you don't actually have input in that area. Sometimes people will have it, but you know, you know, what was the most confusing thing? And I might say, well, I want to complete that form, and therefore I'm going to write something there. Whether or not it really was a confusing thing for you. That's just who we are as humans. Um, but you feel free to write, actually, it was great. I didn't have any confusion. That's a perfectly fine response. Uh, or to leave it blank is also a fine response. The feedback that is important are the things that you feel are going to either let them know what you appreciated, or if there were any specific things that you found truly confusing, uh, a disconnect from you know thematic to mechanic, uh, an experience that you expected to have and then didn't actually have. Sometimes uh, the biggest problem we have with games is we are sold the idea of a game and the experience does not match it. If they had told us it was a different game, our, our reaction to the game might be full-scale different. And it's a matter of setting and meeting expectations. And so uh, there, there's a lot of interesting feedback that can come up. And it is a conversation. I, I prefer not to have the forms at all. I honestly think that a, a free-flowing conversation is better. Um, and I'm, I'm looking for trends. You know, unless there's like some kind of nugget of, oh, what an interesting thought that is. I'm gonna write that down for sure. Otherwise, from the five tests that I do on my game here at the show, I'm listening for the things that I hear and then I know those are the things we need to really look at and address. Um, I always look for that moment in the game, and often it's not there in scripting, but when I'm playtesting, um, if there is a moment where I'm pulled out of playtesting because of I'm distracted, mm -hmm. What's going on in the game is not engaging me enough, and that that is the place to know. So, um, I mean, anything confusing in the game is is important, but also anything that's um, like it's one thing if the material is not to your liking. It's another thing if it is to your liking, but because of the way the mechanics are going, or because of the way the game is going, you are so not um, involved. That you're, you know, you're just waiting for a turn or for things to move again, and that's that's another good point to note. Yeah. Um, especially in role playing games. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that we do, especially if we are ourselves game designers, is when we see a uh, a, a playtest, you know. Or, and we might 
like start trying to fix the problem. <laughs> the goal of these tests is really not for the play testers to fix the problem. Don't feel like you have to do that. If you have something that pops into your head, that's okay to offer. Um, it may or may not actually mesh with where they want to take the game, but it could be very valuable feedback, so provide that. But just know it's not your job to fix the problem. It is, however, um, hoped that you'll help identify the areas that need looking at. Um, and providing that honest experience of what's working and what feels like there's an opportunity here, like there's a, something just not lining up the way I want it to or expect it to. So maybe take a look at that. That is the most valuable thing, knowing that there's like that gap to fill. And again, if you have a nugget, throw it out there. I've certainly had playtesters, you know, say, have you ever considered doing something like this? And I'm like, oh, I had not. And that really solves for a lot of things. Great. Just as often, or sometimes more often, the idea is a really valid idea for a different game that I'm not creating. Um, and it is the designer's job, though, to kind of take all the input and decide what is appropriate for the game, what is not, given their vision. Um, so, uh, but provide any feedback that will help. Um, on that, I also want to say that I feel like playtests spark the designer in a lot of people. Um, so, one of the things is look at how many people are around the table around when you're doing your feedback. And depending on how many people there are, you might want to keep your comments more focused and short. Um, because some people have a lot to say, but they, they're saying a lot of words for something that you put the sentence for. Um, and uh, other people might not get heard. Um, so, and, and again, the, uh, that spark of this game would be so good if it was different in a different setting, or this game would be so much better if, right, that, that's what I mean about the, um, it sparks your own inner game designer. Do you want to go back to the, what was it that the game designer was playtesting? Because if your thoughts are not about that thing, then you've just woken up your inner game designer who wants to design this game. And uh, this game designer in front of you really just wants to be focused on the thing that he's playtesting. So it's kind of, it's, it's kind of both a waste of creativity and a waste of, um, everyone's time when you try and make the game fit what would have been great for you. And a lot of people do this. Um, what, uh, what a better thing to do is um, ask um, ahead of time if, well, I was thinking about this one thing, or I was thinking about these things. Do you mind if I tell you about them? Because now it might not be appropriate, but maybe they'll want to see you after the game. Or if the, um, what do you call it, the playtest um, session is over and there's like five minutes or ten minutes left in it, then maybe ask if, oh, by the way, once everybody else is done, whatever your your other idea is, and allow the playtest designer to say, you know, I'm not really interested in that, and be okay with that. 
Um, or they might say, yeah, I really want to hear what your ideas are, and then share. So it's just sort of an etiquette thing. But um, creativity is such a, a, an exciting and passionate thing that, you know, some people can't help wanting to overshare. Um, so just check in with yourself. Am I oversharing? Um, have I asked permission for this? Um, is this in line with what the playtester wants? Or should I go find the corner to start writing down these ideas and make my own One of the other things, obviously, for a lot of play tests, uh, especially beta, um, finding rules, you know, find aspects of play that go clunk or lead to confusion, you know, that there are gray areas, you know, that can be interpreted. All of those things are really valuable. Um, so be on the lookout for those things, but I would, unless it's actually like, oh, could you explain that again, like the rules are, are going on, hold the, the critical analysis of the rules until you're at least a round or two into the game, because you're still learning the game, and maybe you're about to come to a realization of what that deeper strategy is, what that rule is, what that nuance is. And maybe it's not a problem with the rules, it's just there's a learning curve. So, um, but where it goes beyond learning curve, and man, this really needed a, a player aid because I can't keep all of that in my head. I can't parse all that. So there needs to be a tool for me. That's great piece of feedback, especially at the end. Um, so, um, are there any questions out there that people have about being a play tester? Yes. When you're pointing out things that go clunk or, or increase cognitive load, uh, um, and you're trying not to offer solutions, uh, what's the best way to do that in a way that doesn't feel like it's shutting something down? Or less likely to make you feel shut down? So I'm, most designers are not going to feel shut down. Typically, people feel shut down if they're in the middle of a statement and someone says, oh, no, that's not what we, like, that's like actually shutting down. What you're doing here is you're providing honest feedback to someone who really wants it. Um, most designers really do. And again, if you, if you think about that kind of compliment sandwich that we talked about, um, it's, it's not just like snowballing them with a whole bunch of things, you know, right from the gate, I hate it. Right, you know that that can shut someone down. But if you appreciate something about the game, and here's an opportunity. So much, a lot of it's our language and our attitude as we approach criticism. Um, there, even in in media, if if there's a uh, a reviewer of a movie or a board game, and they just are there to snark, nobody wants the snark. That's not that's not feedback. That's just that's about you making yourself you know, important and smart. But if your feedback is intended to be helpful, uh, is intended to um, showcase you know, difficulties that you had, no one is going to take that as a shutdown, and it will be appreciated. Yeah, I, I want to clarify. Again, I had just come from a playtest, and one of the playtesters started up and was frustrated that 
um, he couldn't win in the game. And so therefore, he started out negative. Yeah. Why these things and why he couldn't win and why you know the mechanics weren't working and how they should work so that and but um, he didn't say he spoke for like five whole minutes and he kept bringing up more and more about why it was important that these things needed to change. And finally, I was like, well, what did you like? Now, this is not even my game. I'm just, what did you like about the game? Because he hasn't said a single positive thing yet. And this is an alpha, you know? Um, so that made him stop, and he had to think about it. Um, if, uh, for me, as a first-time game designer, being hit with an onslaught like that, yeah. I would have been like, um, I would have been deeply hurt and wondering whether or not I should be here. Right. Um, fortunately, the game designers are um, decades in with game design, and so they they knew what it was for what it was. Right. So that's another thing: is 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 if you're a brand new shiny game designer who's um, not used to it, or if it's like somebody who's done lots of games before, that also helps. Like I can be brutally honest. To, um, Me. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the, there are a number of game designers here, but even if I can be brutally honest, I'm still going to um, compliment the effort that they're putting forward. What what were the good things that, uh, that they, there's always a good thing somewhere. Um, and if if it's completely like, I don't think there were people play that where it was just a trash fire. Um, I actually have. Yep. I I have um, been the recipient of one or two pitches where I, honest to God, could not understand why this was in front of me. It just they were, but then it, it but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter because I I dug as deep as I could to find something to say, and I think it was probably with conceptually, like, you know, I think there's a space for the idea of this game. Like, I haven't seen that out there. And I, and I think that, you know, it's a great place to, to build a game around. And I think the problem is that the mechanics are not really compelling. It's not create, it's not building the expectation that I would want from a game that was about that. So think about how that could be better executed. And again, I'm not going to try to solve that right now here for you. I'm just going to highlight the things that worked and felt like opportunities to continue to develop. And that is it. Yes, I do. Well, I was just going to respond. If you're concerned um, about hurting the designer's feelings, another thing you can focus your feedback on is I statements. I experienced yeah, yeah. this mechanic this way. This mechanic made me feel this, rather than say your mechanic is broken. Right? And it's funny. Like, as a designer, I look. I have a pretty thick skin. You know, I don't. I like. I agree with everything you know that you're saying. But like, I still worry about being <laughs> <laughs> you will not be. Yeah. Cool. Well, I kind of, I think I went through all the things that I definitely wanted to. Yeah, I had some points in front of me. Yeah. Um, the only thing left now is to uh, talk about the worst playtests that you've ever been through. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, I guess, and actually, I, I will I will say one more thing. Um, when you walk into a play test, be ready just to enjoy whatever experience it is. Even if like the write-up of the game that you signed up for is like, oh, when you sat down, that's actually, this is way different than I thought it was going to be based on that description. Put that aside and now reset your brain for the new experience and try to bring as much excitement to that as you can. Uh, because a lot of, again, so much of, of what we see is, uh, you know, and it does the setup match the experience. And if they haven't worked that out well enough yet, reset your brain and be ready to, to have whatever experience they are trying to create in that moment. Want to take pictures of guys don't mind? If anybody wants to answer. And, and give them feedback that their blurb does not match their actual. Absolutely. Yes, correct. Right. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know. Yeah. Um, and what I've told them, I, I had a session here just uh, uh, just before this one, which is how to get the most out of your play test. And so hopefully they'll be actually looking for those things that did excite you. And quite honestly, if there was something in the write-up that made you sign up, mention that. That's great feedback. Um, things that, um, it's, it's almost it's almost as important to know what's really exciting about their design as it is identifying the opportunities. Because not only is it part of like the compliment sandwich, but it is the reason that we're here. Like we get excited, we're passionate about board games and knowing what elements get you most excited about a design, whether it's a mechanic, whether it is a thematic, whether it is the way it looks on the table. How, however you experience like what the shiny crystal jewel is, let them know. Because that will end up becoming the marketing for how they eventually sell this game. Because they will know what people are responding to, what draws them to the game. And then yes, identify what things could be you know, involved. But man, I, as a designer, I don't think my game is ready until I start showing it to a whole bunch of people I don't know. At every playtest, I'm looking for at least one person to spontaneously say, dude, when is this coming out? I love, I love this. Like, you know, when I start getting that, then I know my game is probably about 85% done and should move forward, whether that's to actually pitch to a company or produce my stuff. Then I know we're close. Now the thing is, chances are a designer in the in this process can only get it to about 85 or 90 percent. And then they really need outside, whether it is blind play tests that they're gonna do, whether it is they, they license it to a game company and their development team takes the last 10%, there is still work to be done. But, um, uh, but in any case, yeah, I, it's, it's fun, have fun doing it. 
that's that is the, the, the biggest thing I have to say is, is enjoy the process and if you're enjoying the process they will enjoy the process um, I did want to mention I've been told by um, one of the organizers that there are um, play test feedback forms um, and they should be um, in the registration area I did not verify this myself but um, I did ask about them because I knew there had been in previous um, Neptopias, and I was told that they were going to be there. So if you uh, get to the registration area, you can ask for a feedback form. So if you get to a play test where they're, they're not provided and you can write on them, you could ask on them. Um, and they also have um, a lot of good questions on it to help you keep your focus um, on the play test. Um, so, well, um, if I sound like I may have uh, helped write the play test form, it's because uh, I have <laughs> right there. Uh, um, yeah. Anything else? All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you.